Hi guys, Paul from the Innovation Community here. Today I'm with Jesper Sogard, who is the Global Senior Director of Data Engineering and Data Platforms at Lego. Now Jesper leads, grows and inspires the data management, the data platform and the data engineering teams with AI and machine learning. So great to have you with us. Thank you. Great to be here. I gave you a bit of a bio then. Tell us a bit more about yourself in a few words to start. So in a few words, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's just, as you said, I hit up the, the data engineering the data, and now actually also just recently the data management functions um, throughout. I've been in Lego for almost seven years. Prior to that, I've been with other global companies. Um, I, yeah, I have two kids. I live in Vejle, which is a, a smaller city uh, here in Denmark, of course, not compared to other countries, but uh, it's a smaller city. Uh, live um, with, my, with my family, two daughters and uh, my wife and dog. Huge fan of European handball. <laughs> Brilliant. Where did your data career really start? So it's, it, it almost felt like it, it's a do two different paths. I think it started a bit when I was uh, at the, my previous company, a company called Nets in Denmark, uh, where I was kind of got involved in some of the data collections around fraud and fraud management. Uh, but that was more like a side thing to what I did. And then really when I started at Lego, that was also when the whole data element started to kick off where some of the larger companies started really to make a, a difference in, in like you could say, global-wise. Um, and then uh, we, had a, we had a discussion. At the time, I was an enterprise architect, and we had a discussion around how to do like predictive analytics in data. Uh, and then we said, well, it has to start somewhere, and if you don't have the data, <laughs> then there isn't going to be much to predict from. And, and that's really where it took off. So I would say five years ago really took off. And how has that evolved and changed over time? So I started, uh, yeah, it started, of course, trying to figure out what on earth are we going to do about big data. At that time, it was called big data and Lego, and uh, we were very much discussing how do we do that? What does that actually mean? Big data means a lot of different stuff to a lot of different people. What does it mean in the context of Lego? So uh, we started, that started out with me, and then I was uh, asked or hired into uh, to actually start up a department that would focus more on, on getting the data, making it available, having the technology ready uh, to actually do analytics on as well, or, or reporting it, depending on how you see it. Um, so that's really how it kicked off in Lego, uh, and then it just kind of massively grew from there, and, and, and I think it's... It's a, a perfect balance between Lego stepping into the space and then the, the whole world just having so much focus on data and being data driven. Because I think data in its own right is of course interesting, but it's it's much more of the value you can generate from from an insights from data. Right. So that's really where it took off from Lego. Yeah, I 100% agree. So what are you up to in your current role? So my current role, I uh, lead around, uh, well, in total, if we, if we count both interns and externs, around 19 people. That is all about data engineering, uh, data ingestion, data products, and data management. So uh, I would say more or less the classic, the classic disciplines in data when you're not take, talking about data science. And a lot of, uh, of course, my, my role up to now has also been evangelizing this idea of a data engineer. What does a data engineer do? Uh, a lot of people haven't heard about, they've heard about software engineers, but a lot of people haven't heard so much about data engineers. Uh, what do they do? 
uh, how do we promote data, and then working with the data science team to then create a platform for where they could mass generate their insights and get a lot uh, to a lot of granular detail in their in their insights. So a lot of the times right now it's of course leadership. Uh, there's a lot of people that need uh, so we need are we on the same mission? Do we have the same vision of where we want to take it? At the same time, working with uh, my boss and senior stakeholders in Lego. Where do we want to take it? Uh, where does Lego want to go with data and data platforms and data engineering and data management? Then how do we align that? We have a what we call a data analytics leadership team as well. Uh, how do we align to where uh, our data science community wants to go, our business community wants to go, where you could say there, there, there's all aspects of data within what I do. It's all the way from ingesting of data, talking to third-party vendors, as an example, my engineers do that a lot to get data in, and then all the way up to uh, talking to uh, the most senior stakeholders around how do we generate these insights, how do we mass generate them, how do we automate them? a lot of the times, that's the difference we talk about a lot of the times, especially in the beginning, it's a lot of like, like one-offs, like, find me the specific, why is this doing like this, right? And then right now it's it's a lot more around also how do we uh, engineer this so we can run this continuously and, and automate a lot of these steps so we don't do one-offs, but we actually learn from it continuously. So what really interests you about working with data? You've been doing it for some time now, so there must be something. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think it's the continuous involvement uh, of what happens, right? Uh, data is just, it's just a word. It doesn't really. Say, it's like the the flag on top of the tip of the iceberg, right? Everybody kind of reads the back of a, a magazine and say, "Oh, there's something about data." But it's it's all the aspects below. I think are super interesting. Of course, the data in its own right is interesting because you, you kind of get a, a little bit nerdy around how to get data and, and how to, what's in that data and how can we make it work. But I think it's all the aspects as well. How do we manage and govern a whole company's data? How do we make that accessible for many more users? How do we continuously evolve ourselves? In the beginning, we just talked about HDFS as an example. That was like, we could spend hours talking about ah, how do we need, uh, how many nodes do we need in HDFS and uh, how many replicas? And so up to now, where it's complete, much more about how do we generate real-time insights sitting with the business? How do we make a whole pipeline throughout a, a fairly large ecosystem of data components and data tech to make that doable for the end users. And, and right now, we're also now, the beginning of a lot about how does data science present something to senior stakeholders, like the top ELT executive leadership team. And now we're talking about how do we present real-time data out in Lego stores? So it's a, it's a complete change in who needs this type of data. And, and I think that just continuously evolves. And, and, and then just looking at, at what we do, but also what other companies are doing around the world. It's just, so there's always something new in data. Right? There's always something new you need to think about or do uh, in the whole data. I, I would probably say data tech space and not just data, right? The data tech space as well. So the whole thing and how do we make that work? So that's constantly just, and how do you optimize, right? Because one thing you built something three years ago and then you realize, well, that's really not optimal for what we need to achieve today. You mentioned earlier that, that there's kind of like an intersection of the world getting absorbed with data and also the way that, that Lego approach data. So in your opinion, how do companies and org really organize themselves around uh, data? So, so uh, I don't really, I can say what we do in Lego and then that could hopefully inspire somebody. Uh, we organize ourselves around data in, in different aspects of, of data, you can almost say there's, 
there's almost like a, a classic space where you have your BI and operational reporting that needs to be done so that the business just runs. That's how you've been doing it uh, for the last 25 plus years, right? You need the data to operate. And, and when you have people on the shop floor, they need their reports and stuff like that. And then we have an organization around the data tech, data product space, uh, where we organize around the data engineering facets of it. How do we actually get this data available? How do we how do we automate, automate it? How do we make sure that, it, that there's, it's valid data and there's quality in that data? And then we have a, a more function around the data science. And then last but not least, I think what we're seeing real now is a push in the business to organize around what they want to utilize this data for. So suddenly you are getting, I know other has called it like senior data scientists, or senior, sorry, yeah, something, citizen data scientists. Uh, and, and others, and we're also seeing pop up, which I think is really cool, that data engineers are popping up closer to business um, products. Uh, so they understand that, that data is a core element of, of building another product. So I think that organization, and then you, at least in Lego, we have a hub and scope model. So we have a, a fairly large hub, and then we have this, uh, this uh, these areas where we then lend out or support them either with data science or data engineering or data management is also a big thing where we lend out or we, we try and advise. And I think, I think it's a natural progression that you need to build up capabilities and then you need to spread them out in the organization. So what are some of the major successes you've achieved over your career? So I think, uh, of course, the whole build-up of the, the data, big data solutions and big data engineering space, I think, has been a massively huge success for me as an as a individual and I think also as a, for our company in general. Uh, the, the way we've been able to uh, be at the forefront of trying to drive data, being data-driven and using data in, in more aspects of living and continuously evolving. I think that has been really a huge success and, and just growing the team, building a culture of engineering, data engineering, and figuring out what that means for a company and being almost like a startup within a company and trying to uh, to move, uh, move on with that. That has been one. And then I, I would, there's a lot of other successes that are less related to data as such, uh, but there's been like I built the mobility strategy as an example for Carlsberg when I was there, and there's been um, um, some other aspects as well in Carlsberg. And I also at my time at SAP built something I'm fairly proud of, but I would much rather stick to the Lego piece because it's just more relevant for, for people I think to hear about. Fair enough. So uh, how are you currently leveraging technology to your advantage? And also what effects do you think this will have on the landscape in the near future? So I think uh, in, in, our, in our space, the data engineering space, tech is all around us, right? The data engineering and platform space and, and actually also data management. Anything we do has an element of technology in it. It could be either new components. It could be uh, cloud-based components. That's also one of the things we, we did uh, in, in engineering. We started out saying, Legal tradition has been an on-prem uh, type environment and we start out saying we would dedicate ourselves to, to 100% being on cloud. So one of the things that I think, and once, and once you get into that space, right, there's constantly new stuff popping up. So I think we are, we are leveraging a lot of technologies to do a lot of stuff and, and it's just in everything we do. We, and, but that's also one of the cool things, right, is today you get to discuss uh, uh, security elements of uh, technology for security and data security. And the next day you're discussing how do we, how do we best manage uh, access uh, requirements and how do we then, the next thing you discuss is uh, storage 
what's the best storage use for that use case and stuff like that. So it's just constantly evolving and, and tech is just such a central part of my everyday. I think there's not a day when, unless maybe if I'm on a leadership conference, but in other aspects, I think I'm discussing technology technology in its wider sense and even in the smaller sense, right? Uh, every day, which programming languages are the right for data engineering is an example as well. It's uh, constantly talking about tech, which is, I also love. And, and with the addition we just did uh, when we, we started out with machine learning and then creating a recommendation engine systems and using machine learning, and then also now with our AI tools and using neural networks actually in a product that is live. I think that's just constantly involved what I needed to understand a bit about. I can't understand everything because I think that's impossible, but but understand enough to understand what the team is doing, if that makes sense. That, that makes perfect sense. And just talking about the, the team for a second, how would you describe your leadership style and, and the way that you engage and communicate, whether it's the citizen data leaders or the data engineers or, or the data scientists? I think uh, it varies a bit also because we're a global company. Uh, so, uh, but, but I think, so you probably have to adapt your style a bit to that, to, uh, to that region where you're, where you're talking to stakeholders. Uh, and if I just talk about how the team, the culture we have a team, I think we have a super open uh, dialogue. And I actually think one of the key things we have is that there has to be room for different opinions. Uh, I expect my leaders to have to some extent a different opinion than me because that's how we grow together. I expect them to, to challenge me and the same goes for all the engineers. I actually expect them to challenge everything we say, both from a technical aspect, but also from a leadership side. So it's very open. I, I have an expectation that, that people want to discuss stuff and then be either with data or with technology or just uh, our processes, our delivery processes. In so I actually always want uh, people around me to lean into that. So I'll say very open. I do think it's it's very, it's very much aligned to the legal culture about how we want leadership to run, um, about being brave and curious uh, and, and actually making sure that the people around us are also brave and curious enough to do it. So I think in that space, if I just look at the my, my space in, in brackets, right, in the area I, I'm lucky enough to lead, then I would say openness and trust is a big thing. And then I expect people to, to do their work and, and I don't have to be part of it all the time. They should come with the outcome instead of not necessarily tell me how the process will be, but focus on the outcome. And then I expect them to run uh, that path. So, and, and then you can say, if I then start communicating out to a wider audience, I still, I'm really open. Um, I'm actually fairly open about my opinions when I'm in a, in a function. I think that's part of being a leader, that, that people should understand where you're coming from. And I also think that, 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 that that's also how I am as a person. To be honest, I think I, I try to stay true to myself in that sense. And then I actually also think that, that fun has to be a part of it. So I also try and not make everything the most serious thing in the world. We also need to have the fun and the fun aspect sometimes. When it's, of course, when it's suitable, right? You don't go into a leadership meeting and then start firing off jokes like you when there's room for it. But, uh, but I think it, that, that's pretty key for me that people around me feel that they can always come to me with problems and we are open. And, and understanding that we have different roles, but we're open about it. And we, we all work together as a team. I think if there's one bullet point I would put to, that's probably team first. So, so as a, a data leader then, uh, using courage and, and curiosity without telling jokes, how do you engage and communicate with the senior leadership team? I think, it's, I think for me, it's about being prepared. 
like uh, I always prepare if I'm talking to to even more senior stakeholders. First of all, try to find what type, where are they as a as a person. Lego is a fairly flat structure, so you you can fairly easily get to the senior stakeholders. Not like you have to go through a huge hierarchy. You can you can fairly fast come to that. So I try to be at least aligned with my. I try to come if I'm communicating with with good background. Hopefully, uh, often some facts are what I'm saying. So I'm just standing there saying thing, and then also try and have. If I'm, at, it depends on, of course, if I'm, I'm asked to give input or I'm asked to come up with a solution. But I, but if I'm asked to come up with a solution, I try to come with a solution that's open-ended enough so we we can align on that's the correct solution. But but I will always come with, my, and if they ask for my opinion, they will get my opinion. But uh, <laughs> but uh, of course, and then as a as a data leader and I think also a technology leader in its widest sense, I think it's important that um, I'm, at least I try to be very mindful about the audience I talk to. So I don't just come in there and slap on a huge amount of uh, technology components that could be interesting, right? Then we talk, if it's if it's not a tech leader, then we, we more talk about what's the process, what's the business value, how do we get to there? Whereas if I'm, I'm probably, if we're talking more legal with technology leaders, we are probably more talking tech uh, elements. Yeah, that, that, that's clear. So can you tell us about a time that you affected change within Lego and some of the challenges that came with that? So I think I think it's it's not a public it's a it's not a secret a public some years ago we, we did we didn't have a slump we still grew but but we, we were kind of uh, the curve we've been through a, a tremendous period of, of of growth in Lego right and then the the curve started to bend a little bit and, and we started and that's actually also where data data being data driven really kicked off in Lego we started a project around it we uh, got in consultancy we got in key leaders uh, and key executive leaders in uh, in from around uh, around Lego uh, and then we uh, we started looking at uh, what's actually happening here what 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 is happening in the market that we don't understand or where where, where has the market changed compared to where we thought it would be and then we we built up a tech platform within weeks uh, that could cater for all the data we needed. It was more of a one-off, maybe a couple. Of, we, we had the data science team in building models and, and doing, we had engineers and scientists building feature engineering and then come out with outputs. And we will reiterate that with a senior stakeholder leadership team. And we are talking executive leadership team here that would really, every week would get an update about how, what have we done What's the outcome, and what's what do we need to do next? And we continuously did that, of course, also with our corporate strategy function, right? So we, and in there, I was uh, in charge of the technology platform. So I think that's probably where I've been, where I've affected the most change in a very short time, where we did turn around and say these are actually the factors that are describing why we are seeing this. It's it wasn't a slump, but we're seeing the curve bending. Um, compared to where we, where we were expecting and what is the market conditions that have changed and we came up with answers and we came up with a huge list of action points that were actually implemented throughout the organization so all the executive leadership team took an action list from that and went out into the organization and that was all based on data which i think is pretty cool that uh, we could do that and turn that around i think we took two months to do it overall of course it also it's not just mine right? i can't take responsibility there was a lot of senior leaders as well uh, senior stakeholders that were in deeply involved in this and making this happen, right? So it was a team, but it was interesting, just that aspect. I think that's where I've been part of affecting the massive change, uh, where we went from what is happening to this is what we're going to do when it works. Right? 
And that sounds like a, a fantastic bounce back as well. From a, a data technology perspective, where do you see the biggest opportunity for improvement within Lego right now? I think it, I think even just in what we have, I think it's uh, it's it's doing even more. Uh, I think the biggest uh, opportunity is, uh, is just do more, uh, get more data, understand our data better, make sure we have a lot of quality in our data and continuously go on that path. We already started on that path. I think we have a fairly... Uh, fairly strong uh, part of our organization around data. We, we have an engineering team, we have a platform team, we know how to build these stuff. Is it still the completely most, the newest, newest uh, modern? No, but we are constantly moving. And, and I think our biggest opportunity is really, uh, is really taking that path and then still, as we've done and that journey has done, is really uh, to uh, go hand in hand with our business team in, in marketing and in production as well, to to go hand in hand and then not only educate ourselves about data but help to to enable data like be more data literate. We normally call it right to, because I think that's the next key step for any data organization that has a, an industry level data platform. I don't say data lakes anymore because I don't think that's so relevant. Data platform that enables you to be data driven, then how do you ensure that you constantly are building up skills and your organization around it and make sure you have the tech platform to follow that? Because the moment you start with that element, you will have more and more requirements coming. So I think the biggest opportunity right now is to make sure that you also educate the people around you. And then for that, I don't mean yeah, in that sense that they don't understand data, but how we use the products, how can we uh, be more visionary, even more visionary with data and then use it even more throughout our organization. I think that is the biggest opportunity. So I'm not so much on the tech side. There's a lot of tech components that has huge potential out there, but I think the hugest potential actually sitting in business and technology going hand in hand, especially on the data side, and then making sure we, we balance out together and then we go and we have the same visions of where we want to go. That I think is a huge opportunity, which I'm lucky enough to be in a company that, that shares that vision, vision right? So. Ab absolutely. I mean, um, that, that's, a, that's a great thought. And where has COVID really fit into all this? How has that affected Lego and also your individual role? So I think... Uh, it, it affects us, of course, in multiple different ways. Starting first to just when, when, uh, when, for me, when Denmark shut down, and, and we were one of the first ones to complete shutdown. Uh, when we shut down, I just first of all I had to figure out. I think everybody in Lego, as a, both leaders and leaders, has to figure how on earth that is going to work. We didn't have a culture, a very strong culture in working from home. Of course, there's a lot of people who have been working from home, but we've never tried this massive where everybody's just working from home, and a lot of our uh, in my space, a lot of our processes uh, when we do planning and stuff has been around, especially on a higher level, not necessarily sprint planning, but on a higher level, has been around being face-to-face -face, uh, a lot of it. Luckily, we, we, had, we, have a digital, we have digitalized all the stuff we do. So people in the US and people in London, where there's also part of the data team sitting, uh, and also in Poland, uh, that they could actually, uh, that they could follow uh, so luckily we had the digital components in place, but the effect was that suddenly everybody had to lean into that and be uh, online and working from home. And of course, on top of that came the whole thing, what about my kids? Because the kids were also sent home, right? And everybody had kids and, and you, had to, you had to acknowledge that in the middle of the meeting, a kid come in. And I, what, what I really like about it, uh, that's, uh, 
that's that's been one of the good learnings from it is that that's okay we're all people we're all human that we're just uh, we're trying to make uh, the best we can out of the situation we have and suddenly you have a dog barking in the background or you have a kid coming in right, who's spilling a soft drink or something you know some and i think for that aspect that really that really changed a lot both in, in how of course it also meant that we have to find other ways of doing some of the stuff we've done today and i think the team everybody in lego but also just for my area has leaned into trying to make that process work as, as best as possible so it has changed quite a lot but but one thing i will say also from a lego perspective it really we have a lot of values around people and kids of course uh, that i think that is clear for the world and that really just showed in, in COVID 19 just how much we care for each other in, in not just being an employee of lego but how people care about each other in lego uh, as a company and how that value really comes to life and that's been clear for COVID-19 and so in unfortunate circumstances which I think it's a terrible terrible situation we are in with COVID-19 that is one of the things that came out of clear that we suddenly we 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 look at each other in a different way and we care about each other in a different way I think yeah, I think it would be pretty crazy if, if Lego didn't put uh, children at the heart of their, the heart of their <laughs> culture. I mean, I've seen Lego House, so uh, I, I think that that's a pretty you know, staple tenant of that. What's your uh, top working from home tip? My top working from home tip? Uh, I, I have a routine. I, have a, I think that's worked for me. So I get up and I do everything I would have normally uh, when I would drive to Billund to go to work. I just do everything except for drive to Billund. I go in to my space instead so i get up i, I don't I, I try now we've had a heat wave here so it's cost a bit more but i try to dress the same way as i would have in an office so i mentally are prepared and then i remember when i i try to leave and say now i'm, I'm now i left the office right and now i go back to my real life because there is this difference you are at home all the time right so uh, so i think for me mentally it was important to say now i'm at work and now i'm at off work because everything was in, in the house right and what was the biggest mistake you made during your career, do you think? Uh, I, I once joined a company where I had not been really clear about what company, what, what culture I was definitely, what my expectation. So I really didn't do a good enough thought about what, what process and what, what culture would work for me. So, so, um, I think I started with a completely different expectation of my job role compared to what everybody in that in that company were expecting of me, and that was really difficult. So that's probably the the biggest mistake is is not thinking. There was nothing wrong with the company. I think it's a it's a great company. It was more that I really didn't fit in, or I hadn't you know it wasn't clear for me how I would fit in. So I was constantly looking for other stuff than what that company was doing. So I think that's been the biggest. Thing. So that's also. I, I learned quite a lot from that, thinking about what culture I want to be driving in and part of and and understanding what I, is expected from me. That's been pretty key. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Oh, I've received a lot of good advice. <laughs> so it depends. I've had a lot of great leaders uh, throughout my career and a huge shout out to all of them. I think... Um, I think it depends on kind of career advice and where you are in there or advice. In your so it's, it's uh, I think, but that's the, I think the top one for sure was that if, um, if you're sitting with a problem that seems 
it, this is not something you can solve. It's just overwhelming problems. And there's a lot of problems in there, and you really can't think your way out of it. Then, then he said to me, there's two things you need to do. You need to separate the problem in two. You need to separate it in the problems, the part of the problem you can solve and the part of the problem you cannot solve. So focus on the stuff you can solve and the rest of them don't focus on it because you have no impact on them anyway. I think that's been a, a good way of, because of course there's problems, there's problems everywhere, but I think that piece of advice has been a really good advice for me. When, when I'm, I'm faced with stuff I don't really know how to fix or it's a bit overwhelming. What are you curious about right now? I'm curious about a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm really curious about what impact COVID-19 will have on organizations and the way we work uh, and, uh, as, a structure, uh, as a structural element uh, over time. Uh, what will this mean for remote working? Being in, in Lego and, and the culture in, in data engineering and data platforms has, has been that you could, of course, always work from home if you wanted to, but you were also quite a lot in the office. Whereas I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where that lands uh, uh, from a working perspective. Uh, so um, I think that's, that's really, I'm really curious about and how, how to make that work for us as well in engineering. Who is currently your favorite thought leader or author, whether that's in data and technology or, or outside of that? Uh, so uh, I've, there's many people I think I can't attribute it all. I, I think I, I read a lot. If it's more vision-based, like long-term vision-based, some guys like Martin Fowler, as an example, I, I find that super interesting, that aspects. If it's more on the, on the, on on the people side, I think Simon Sinek is a good example of, of who I find really inspiring. There's a lot of other people. I'm just trying to use somebody who people probably would know. <laughs> and then uh, my favorite author, I think I read so many books, so it's, it's really hard to, to point one out. Uh, but uh, I read everything from uh, really heavy data engineering books to all the way to uh, sci-fi. So I'm really hard-pressed to probably point out one of them. <laughs> What is your favorite quote? I have one which I always love, which I think it's, it's, it's a bit funny. So it, it has to be seen in the context. I don't know. People probably know it. Uh, but it's uh, always be yourself unless you can be Batman. Then be Batman. I think it's just hilarious. I, I, and it does say a lot, right? You should, because nobody really can be Batman, right? So remember to be yourself and have your heart in what you do instead of just trying to, uh, to work your way around it. So I, I love that quote. Uh, Fair enough. So last question, what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in data and technology? I, I think if, if, I think it would be uh, to, uh, to, to have, remember not always just to, to, um, to focus on the here and now, try to focus on where you want to go and what it is that really drives you. So uh, a lot of people, there, there's a lot of different aspects to it, right? And, 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 and I know in, in companies like Lego, we also discuss what, what's the career path. And, and I, normally I would say, think about what really makes, makes you happy because when you are dealing with something that you have a drive for and that you really care about, you get so much more done and you, it's so much more easy to see that you, you're progressing. Whereas if you're trying too hard to do something, you're not really. So if let's say there's a, this great specialist who has been programming in, 
in Scala for 10 years and, and it's amazing what he can do. And then he suddenly decides next morning, I want to be a people leader. I think focus on if that's really what's true to you. Is it the people you want to? Because if you're a people leader or a leader, you need to focus also on the people, inspire the people, or is it really the techie part? Because if it's the techie part that makes you happy, then you should have a think about it. So, so I would say my best advice is think about what makes you happy and what you want to do with it, to do with your life uh, and what what so because you're doing it maybe eight ten hours a day, right? Especially maybe even more in some cases. Uh, so, so it has to be something you're passionate about and something you enjoy. Great. That was Jesper Sergard, Global Senior Director of Data Engineering and Data Platforms at Lego. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me.